0: Hello there, welcome to You Should Write a Song About That, the show where we, the Double Clicks, interview a fascinating person about something that fascinates them, and then we write a song about it. This first episode is an interview with author Sam Mags. Hi everybody, we're the Double Clicks. I'm Angela. This, I'm Aubrey. And today we are talking to Sam Mags, author of Wonder Women. Hi guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank I'm, you for having me. I'm going to read your buyer real quick. Sam Maggs is a writer, television professional, and author of The Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy, as well as Wonder Woman. Named 2013's awesome Geek Feminist of the Year by women write about comics, Sam and her work have been featured everywhere from TV and movie screens to the internet, books, and national newspapers. And her hair looks great. Yes.
1: Oh, get out of here, you guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, What made you want to write
1: this book? Well, I have my master's degree in a very particular type of Victorian women's fiction. And so I've always been really fascinated in the hidden stories that old newspapers and old books can tell us that have kind of been lost to time. Uh, so when I, when I was writing Fangirl's Guide, I wrote a bunch of chapter enders that were, you know, little profiles of women who had done well throughout history and fields traditionally dominated by men. And they got cut for space, but my editor at Quirk Books was like, you know, that would make a whole book great on its own. And I was like, yes, because I'm such a big nerd for research. (laughs) Um, So I was like very excited to put this book together. And it just seems to me that we are understanding more and more now that representation is important in fiction. And so we're getting a lot more, we're getting to see a lot more characters on the screen and on the page that you know, are different than our traditional sort of like white dude superheroes. We're getting a lot more women of color and we're getting a lot more queer people. And that's really great. Yeah. But we're still sort of lagging behind in terms of representation behind the page, not only in the arts, but also in important fields like STEM fields or innovation. Um, and so I really wanted to just shine a light on the women throughout history whose stories have been forgotten or overwritten by their male colleagues or women who weren't able to take credit for their work at their time because of their race or their sexual orientation. Um, I really thought that this was the moment to kind of shine a light on their stories and make them accessible to a larger audience.
0: Well, here's the big question. Of all of these women in this book, which one do you think we should write a song
1: about? This is so hard. It's like asking (laughs) me to pick my favorite child (laughs) because I love them all so much. Uh, But I think the one whose story always resonates with me the most is Anandi Joshi.
0: Okay, so we're going to ask you a lot of details because a a song has a lot of words. But can you start with just a one-sentence pitch about Anandi Joshi?
1: Absolutely. She was in the late 19th century... The first Indian woman ever to come to America and get a degree in Western medicine. All right. So
0: so where did she start out? How did her story begin?
1: So Anandi Joshi was born in 1865 in a town called Kalyan, India. And she was originally known as Yamuna. That was her birth name. Okay. And she was obsessed with learning. Like, more than anything, she just loved to learn so much. And this was a huge deal because women at this time in India weren't even allowed to know how to read.
0: What? Wow, okay. It was just,
1: like, super intense. Yeah, like, yeah. even basic literacy was like, nah, you're good. Um, so, luckily, she had a dad who was, like, super supportive, and she he, he found her a teacher who was a postal worker named Gopal Rao. And this postal worker started giving her lessons. But then, Gopal was like, I'm gonna move away to another city. And Anandi was like, cool. Or Yamuna was like, cool, I'm never gonna be able to learn again. Right. This oh. is horrible. Because you can't
0: find I'm... another teacher because it's yeah, not exactly. allowed.
1: This was like a fluke to begin with. Yeah. She was like super upset. So her dad was like, well, lucky for you, all of India loves child brides right now. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So why don't you just get married? to Gopal. Cool. Um, So that's, like, not awesome. But they got married. And Gopal, it turned out, I mean, even though he was still doing the whole child bride thing, because everybody in India at the time was doing that, um, he actually, like, was maybe not totally the worst dude, because he was super invested in letting (laughs) Yamuna continue to learn. And to continue with her education. So he gave her the name by which she would go by for the rest of her life, Anandabai, which means joy of my heart. Okay. And continued to teach her English. You know, in terms of child marriage, still not great. But at least he wasn't like, you can't learn anymore. Yeah. Um, But not everything was great. Uh, When Anandi was like between 12 and 14, she had a child and the child died. Oh, gosh. After only 10 days um super sad the issue was that she was pretty sure that if she and gopal had had access to proper medical care that the kid would have lived i see which is tragic so at that moment anandi was like i'm gonna dedicate myself to becoming a doctor so no other woman in india has to deal with this what what happened next well it was not an easy road when she tried to go to hospitals in India to attend classes, people would like spit at her and throw rocks at her and scream obscenities at her. Wow. Not super easy to get to school. And she was just like, they were both like, nothing is ever gonna happen for us here. We gotta look elsewhere. Gotcha. So Gopal was like, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write to the Christian missionaries and I'm gonna ask them to sponsor you, to send you to America so that you can learn how to be a doctor in America. And Anandi was like, Cool. Even though in their Hindu religion they were not allowed to cross oceans, she was like, "I'm gonna do this anyway," is because wow. that's what I'm about. More bummer news. Read this family. Yeah. Um, Christian missionary magazine. Instead of writing them a letter back, was like, "We'll publish our response in Christian missionary." Uh oh. Yeah, not great. And the response was basically, "Love you guys. You sound super cute. Would love to help, but you have to denounce your heathen Hindu religion and become Christians." And then we'll do it up. So, meanwhile, in New Jersey, there is a young widow named Theodetia Carpenter, which, by the way, is a super bitchin' name. Okay. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Let's let's be sure about this. In Roselle, New Jersey, Theodetia is waiting in her dentist's office, Uh okay, for a dentist appointment. Oh, my gosh. And there on the table while she's waiting is a copy of Christian Missionary Magazine. That's amazing, okay. So she picks up the magazine and sees this letter from the guys to like, Anandi and, and Gobel in India. And she's yeah. like, man, that wasn't very Christian. <laughs> the Christian thing would be to like, be nice to them and help them. Yeah. Go figure. So she writes into Christian Missionary Magazine, gets their address, mm-hmm. sends Anandi a letter, and the two of them in 1880, across a massive ocean and, like, a huge cultural divide, become legit best friend pen pals. That's amazing. And Anandi was like, man, I want to come with you so bad, but I'm super poor. So Anandi, like, never, obviously never wanted to sit around. Yeah. Marched into the college town hall and gave a speech to the whole town, the first woman to ever do that, where she was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the first Hindu lady doctor in India, and I'm going to do it staying a Hindu, but wow. I need you guys to, like, send me a bunch of money so I can go to America. Yeah. And to their credit, the whole town was like, holy shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're amazing. And so she got a bunch of money. The director general of the post office in India set up, like, a fund for her education. She got donations from the governor general, the lieutenant governor, the chief justice, all all this stuff. They raised enough money for a single ticket. So Anandi left her husband behind. Yeah. And in June 1883 got on a ship, and became the first Hindu woman to ever set foot in America. That's oh. a, that's amazing. So
0: she just, just like, everybody was like, no, that's not possible. And she was like, actually, shut up.
1: Yeah, she was like, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, it, it totally is. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. amazing.
0: I, I love yeah, the, so- the, whim, the women helping women story, too. Like, that's like, I know. that's well, this doesn't seem fair. I don't agree with this. Let's just do it anyway. <laughs> that's like my
1: favorite part of the story is that like the way she became a doctor is because of like female friendship i just it's so heartwarming to me
0: (laughs) that's awesome so uh once she became a doctor like what what are her accomplishments did she go back to india
1: Yeah, so June 1883, she gets off the boat in New Jersey, meets up with the in person for the first time, and they had written to this woman named Rachel Bodley, who is dean of the Women's Medical College in Pennsylvania, Awesome. and uh, Rachel actually gave Anandi a scholarship and let her live with her in the dean's house. And she finished her four-year medical degree in just three years and graduated in 1886 with her husband in the crowd. And apparently even Queen Victoria read a copy of Anandi's thesis, which is, like, pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, But at that point, Anandi was pretty sick. She'd had... Um, Tuberculosis for a really long time Which is very Victorian of her Yeah. Um, So she turned down an Internship at the New England Hospital for Women and Children and took a job At the Albert Edward Hospital In Kohalpur back in India And uh, she was going to be both The physician in charge of the female ward And the head of a new program To teach girls to be GPs That's awesome. Which is cool So uh, she decided to go back got On a boat and headed back to India and Unfortunately Unfortunately, died that oh. October in 1886, like in her early 20s. It's just like I—I I think a 90s story should like legit be a Disney movie because yeah. this girl in India who is not even allowed to read and was like a child bride, yeah, because of becoming like international pen pals with another lady and then a bunch of ladies at the women's medical college helping her, like was able to break all of these barriers and despite the fact that she had originally been afraid that she would be like excommunicated when she got back to india she was like hailed as a hero and it opened the door for all these other women there to be able to start going to school and and you know to become doctors and just i don't know like so cool and they want I want the, like, female friendship movie of Anandi and the Odysseus. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> wonderful. Well, I I mean, that's tons. I think that's enough for the song. Aubrey, you? Yes, I'm so excited about this. Okay, wonderful. Sam Maggs, thank you so much for talking Thanks, to guys. us on the show. Bye. Thank you. Like any
2: nerd when she was young, Anandi was curious indeed. She was born in India when girls like her weren't even supposed to read. It was more accepted to be married as a nine year old kid. Her dad wasn't supposed to help her learn, but this is what he did. He said, So, yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway. I don't like your reasons and I don't. Like what you say I've got plans to make a difference it is hard but I believe and if you don't like it you aren't helping so please feel free to leave Anandi lost her baby and she said it wasn't fair her child could have made it if she could have accessed good medical care she said she'd be a doctor to solve the problem and she tried to study but men laughed and threw rocks and said she couldn't and Anandi said, Hey, listen, buddy. So, yeah, I'm gonna do this anyway. I don't like your reasons and I don't like what you say. I've got plans to make a difference. It is hard, but I believe. And if you don't like Aren't helping, so please feel free to leave. Theodisia Carpenter was at the dentist reading a magazine, and Nandi had asked for help from a missionary who Theodisia thought was pretty mean. He said he'd only help her be a doctor if she'd renounce and convert, Theodisia said. I want to help. Jesus told us to not be jerks. So, yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway. I don't like your reasons and I don't like what you say. I've got plans to make a difference. It is hard, but I believe. And if you don't like it, you aren't helping. So please feel free to leave. that her city help her fund her education they did and she became the first hindu woman to set foot in our nation she got her degree and those who had doubted her celebrated her by name and though she died young because of her things would never be the same because she said so yeah i'm gonna do it anyway What you say I've got plans to make a difference it is hard but I believe and if you don't like it you're not helping so bro feel free to leave
0: that's it for our first experimental episode of you should write a song about that thank you so much to
2: Sam Maggs for being on the show please get her book Wonder Women you can check
0: out the video for this song on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the double clicks, and track where this project goes at you Bye bye.